Malachi chapter 1, and we're going to look in verses 10 and 11. Malachi chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. And uh, this is going to be a little bit different of a devotion or a meditation. I'm not even sure that we're going to put this online uh, because it is a little bit different. I just want to share my heart with you on some things and and even um, uh, direct our prayer time in a way that may be a little unusual This because of the things I'm saying. But um, over the last few days, I've been thinking as I've been listening to praying, listening to our prayer group here as well as some others, and um, even even I think David uh, Astadio made something of a comment here recently about um, the young generation, young adults, and the impact being had in youth and um, um, praying for, especially for that. And that really got me thinking and praying for young people. And then last night, yesterday afternoon, I was in a Zoom board meeting and uh, I'll make comment on that, but all this came to my mind during this Zoom board meeting, but we'll come to that in just a few moments. So um, Malachi chapter 1 and verse 10, and if you know the text, if you know the context of the text, you'll know that that uh, that God's people are being chided, rebuked for their improper and insincere worship really defiling the temple, if you will. There is a disregard for God's holiness, even disregard for God's presence in the temple. And so with that, Malachi chapter 1 and verse 10 says this, Who is there even among you that would shut the doors for naught? In other words, will somebody just close the temple door? Just stop meeting. Just stop it. Stop the, the defilement. Neither do you kindle fire on mine altar, for not I have no pleasure in you, saith the Lord of hosts. Love that phrase. I love that phrase, the Lord of hosts. Um, the commander, the commander of heavenly armies, angel armies. Neither will I accept an offering at your hand. Imagine that. Just imagine God saying, no more. I'm not going to accept this at your hand. It means nothing to you. It's nothing to me. So it's empty worship, and I'm not going to accept empty worship. But then the entire shift, the entire tone shifts at verse 11. For from the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same. So this is our waking hours. From the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, and in every place incense. That Those, those four words are kind of what grabbed my heart uh, during this, <laughs> this board meeting yesterday. And in every, in every place incense um, shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering. So in opposition to the empty offerings of verse 10, we have the pure offering. For my name shall be great among the heathen, says the Lord of hosts. So you may, there was a time, and we've prayed, we've commented, many have prayed regarding uh, a con- uh, an application in Re- Revelation chapter 8, 
where you'll remember that there's the incense on the altar before the throne of God, and the prayers are mixed with the incense. And then God takes the fire from off the altar and casts it to the earth. And uh, there's uh, lightnings and thunderings and earthquakes. And so even in the Old Testament, incense has the idea of worship and prayers wafting their way heavenward before the Lord. So as I read this yesterday in this meeting, um, in every place incense, I thought, how is it in this context, Malachi chapter 1, how is it that there's a transition between disgust at cheap worship, localized temple worship, to pure offering with in every place incense. So there's localized disgust, but then there's a broadness of application to where this is global in every place incense. Um, So an amazing increase of worship resulting in global praying and adoration. Now, I'm going to leave it to you to fit this into your eschatological theology as far as uh, millennial theology and whether it's happening now or it's in the future. But in this context, we have quite a shift going from localized disgust to global adoration. And um, as I was thinking through this, and I'll tell you why I was thinking through this in this board meeting, um, and then maybe even sometimes when we mention things in the prayer meeting, we really, really enjoy the, the articles that follow from you folks and the, the, the study that goes on after the fact even, and, and maybe this will generate some of that. But uh, one of the ways that this could happen, this global incense, this global praying, would be through young people through teenagers, through young adults, um, and even as a result of praying for the gospel, to, for truth to capture the hearts of young people. So, uh, <clears throat> so you may remember, you may not, I mean, this is um, probably six or eight months ago, I commented on, and I want to watch my time here so I don't get too carried away. Preacher has preacheritis. Um, <clears throat> I commented on being in a camp in North Carolina in the U.S. with about 120, 120 college students. And in this gathering, they were listening to um, two people, one from China, I believe, and one from Cambodia, um, talking about what it means um, maybe it wasn't Cambodia. Anyway, two people from what we would consider restricted ask, act, uh, uh, restricted access countries, but working in very difficult places. And um, these young people were on the edge of their seats, just in rapt attention. There, you could have hear, heard a pin drop for an hour and a half. And um, so over the course of two or three, two or three days that I was with them, I, I asked them, why is it that you have such incredible attention to this and there were one of two answers given one of the answers was along the lines of we are so tired of materialism in our culture that we are willing to give our lives to advance truth take away the stuff we just want to show people christ and then the other answer was we are tired of plastic christianity we are tired of going into church going through the motions 
going home and it just being rote, just being plastic. And that's what I thought of when I read this text. So this is insincere plastic worship. But then there's a change. And, um, and so could it be that God could bring the change through such young people, through college campuses, through church youth groups? I mean, we're talking um, even to Stephen Lee about um, you know the vault project, which may have a snag in it, but at the same time of the snag, there's a, over 140 college students <laughs> meeting for prayer. I mean, that's wonderful. But may the Lord may the Lord fire those young people up for for incense going before the Lord. Um, at this board meeting last night, I was uh, made aware that on the Arizona State University campus, there's one thousand freshman Chinese students, and um, during the Chinese New Year celebration here recently. Uh, a church had a had a booth set up, and and many of these Chinese students came by the booth, and in during this very short celebration of the Chinese New Year, eighteen of these one thousand Chinese freshmen trusted Christ, and um, now they are they are being engrafted into Bible study groups and discipleship groups and a local church. I'm just wondering, could God use? college campuses, youth groups, um, f- for global praying, for global gospel advance. And in this, in this um, board meeting, it was, it was shown through a demographic study of donors that, um, yes, older people understand giving to missions and giving to gospel advance, but many of the older folks are dying off and what's been found is that the younger generation has as much capital or more than the older generation because of the entrepreneurship of of the social media generation. And I mean, they're 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 in their prime as far as innovation goes. And there's a so we what's interesting is we have gospel advance going on in let's say, college campuses, but at the same time we have college students and young adults with the ability to fund gospel advance. This is huge. And I just, I just want to encourage us to pray. I want to encourage us to pray for the advance of the gospel and that God would use young people. And your definition of young people may be different than my definition of young people, but let's just say... Um, teenagers and young adults, college students, and early career folks to uh, advance the gospel. So I'll close with this, and I'm, I'm almost done. Um, you, may, you may find it interesting to study the, um, what has became, became known as the student volunteer movement. And I don't say that to fully endorse that because I think it had glitches, it had problems in it, event, it, it developed problems. But it started in 1886 in Massachusetts um, where 251 college students from 89 colleges met to, for, for prayer and fellowship and Bible study regarding the advance of the gospel. And a man by the name of Robert Wilder who was a recent college graduate from Princeton. 
um, began meeting in small groups with people for prayer. He, he, he started small group prayer meetings of these folks, and a group of 100 of these 251 students ended up, after these prayer meetings, pledging to become missionaries of the gospel. And so somebody funded Wilder to travel through colleges in the U.S., and he visited 100 in one year. He visited 162 colleges and universities, talking about these 100 um, college students that had had said they want to be gospel advance servants, wanted to be missionaries. And as a result, there were over now 2,000, as a result of just visiting those colleges, 2,000 students pledged to become foreign missionaries. And in, within two years, in 1888, the student volunteer movement was established, and, and it's been estimated that 20,000 students became missionaries um, as a result of that. Um, but along with that, then, tens of thousands of students who heard about these things volunteered to fund those 20,000 students to be missionaries. So it was the goers and the senders. And uh, I, just, I just had all these things brewing in my mind, and I'm, I'm asking, this is why we may not post this, I don't know, I'll talk to Stephen about this, but um, may God give us a revival among the young people. May God give us praying young adults, campuses, churches, pure worship, an explosion of prayer in many places, in every place incense, in every place incense.